Chapter 44 Where are we going? Ilse said as she buried her face in the mane of the white horse and winced against the wind, biting at her face. She began to feel the rhythm of the horse's gallop along with her own deep breathing. Lodala leaned into Ilse as she tried to furiously drive the white horse. We've got a week's worth of riding, but I'm taking you straight to camp, Lodala replied. Reshma has been asking for you. She made it! She's okay, Ilse thought. An arrow suddenly whizzed through the air and struck the neck of the horse. The arrow struck true, but came inches away from Ilse's own neck, and she gasped at the realization. Blood soaked the white coat of the horse and Ilse's hands. The horse began to stumble and shriek as it flailed and reared. Ilse could feel the horse going back down and bringing her with it. She could hear the hooves of the other horses from behind. Ladala looked back to see splotchy gray horses coming from behind, with the Elderum guards riding upon them. They shook their fists in the air, shouting. Ladala's other riders reached out for Ilse. She saw that one was trying to help her off the horse before they collapsed. Ilse, Ladala said, the both of them still riding on the horse. Get off! Ilse's head felt like mush. She quickly swung her right leg over to her left side. The white ground looked like a blank blur as she pushed herself off the horse. The riders pulled Ladala off the horse as Ilse tumbled in the snow. The horse soon after crumpled and gave way. It landed with a great thud on the ground. Ilse felt a throbbing pain in her left leg. She had landed on it quite hard, and she winced as she tried to stand. Five enemy riders approached, and Ilse braced herself for the worst. Ladala and one of her soldiers pulled Ilse up to her feet, and she felt assured that her leg wasn't broken, but still under immense pain. Rubens was naturally at the head of the group and stopped his horse just in front of them. Another step, and we harm the girl. Rubens warned Ladala, pointing a hooked dagger at her. And I am under the impression that you would disapprove of my methods. She merely glared at him, the snow blowing through her hair. Don't worry about the girl, Ilse said through gritted teeth. This snow will someday melt, but the spells I cast will never fade. Neither will your guilt, Rubens answered. Or have you failed to mention your recent activities as a Yelderum soldier yourself? I'd only feel guilty if I chose to join you, Ilse spat, rather than be coerced. Don't be upset because she's the first to resist, Ladala said. It just proves how false your methods really are. With that, there were suddenly four arrows taught and trained on the trio. Rubens held up his hand, and Ilse knew the slightest sign could mean another arrow in the neck. You're all coming with me, Rubens said. If you want to protect your allies, friends, family, whatever, you'll come quietly. What if we come loudly? Ilse sneered. Will we get two amulets, courtesy of Althod? Her memories of the past three months burned in the forefront of her mind, and she wanted nothing more than for Rubens to pay for his mind tricks. He returned her words with the Ilderim strike and a strobe of lightning settled on the three for a few seconds before ebbing away. They all sank into the snow, exhausted from the shocks and burns. "'You're kind of like me,' he said to Ladala. Ilse tried to call out or move, but with the snap of Rubens' fingers, two men were quick to gag her and take her away." He still looked at Ladala with a smirk, while Ladala returned it with a frown. We're both like major pawns in this game, he said, patting Ilse's head as he continued. 
always outwitting each other. A jab here, a jab there to defend our own sides. It's too bad I keep getting what I want. You haven't won yet, Ladala said, her smooth voice cross. This isn't finished. She quickly glanced at Ilse. Before anyone could muster a counter, Ladala grabbed her rider by the arm and the two disappeared. The guards stared dumbly at the ground as the two figures only left a few fresh green leaves behind. Reuben's veins bulged in his neck and forehead in surprise and anger. He swore heavily and tore at the ground where Ladala once stood. His red-hot eyes shot at Ilse, as if ready for her to mock him. You dare think us cowards, but your leader just abandoned you. I would kill you for your betrayal and insolence, but I have strict orders to bring you in alive. He said, very close to her alarmed face. He even pulled out his knife to prove he was armed for the job. He turned back to his men and barked, We still have the girl. Let's move out. Ilse wasn't quite sure how much time had passed before she regained consciousness. She was fully awake and aware of her surroundings when she felt a strong grip drag her onto a massive ship. Her wrists were tied firmly together in front of her body. She was alone except for the fleet of the Ilderums surrounding her. She looked up at the gigantic masts and the sails quivered against the wind. The crew loaded supplies on the ship and others pulled ropes with groaning effort while shouting orders and echoing them for others to hear around the docks. She wouldn't mind riding in such a fine ship, except for the fact that it was manned by enemies, killers, and thieves. After looking around, Ilse couldn't see Rubens anywhere and didn't know how she felt about that. Without much time to think, the soldiers marched along a long gangplank that led up to the ship itself. A soldier behind her firmly nudged her to follow up and onto the boat. Where exactly are we going? She wondered. She had half expected to find herself back in her solitary confinement, so it confused her as to the sudden change. Maybe they still want me to find Ladala's camp, even though I still don't have a clue as to where it is. The only thing Ladala said was that it was a week's worth of riding. Why Ladala hadn't just poofed her away like she did with her soldier was beyond her. Ilse stepped aboard the ship and immediately sank to the ground. She felt weak and her stomach did rolls. She shakily got back to her feet with a tug at the rope from the Ilderum taking her on board. Everything was so hazy and blurry that Ilse almost collapsed again. She began adjusting to the rocking of the ship but felt noticeably weaker. She was willing to do anything to get herself off the ship. She was immediately taken below deck. The soldiers shoved her past random men in tattered work clothes, barking orders to clear their way. After weaving through, she felt the soldiers' hands shove her into a room. Before she could turn around in protest, the heavy door slammed in her face and she pounded the door. She saw little use from doing so, but she wanted to prove that she was not pleased at all by this. She could see out a small window in the door, a lamp hung from the wall, giving light to enveloping darkness around her. Someone then blocked the light from her view. It was a guard, and after the sound of clinking metal, the door opened. She backed away as he slid in a shallow plate of food. The door was shut and locked again, and she was left alone. She coaxed herself to at least try to eat the food provided. She couldn't see it well in the dark, but it tasted like potatoes. She heard a loud holler, and it jolted her. Because she was below deck, she heard all the commotion above her. The boat started to move steadily. Ilse knew that this meant the ship was leaving the port. She carefully positioned herself on the ground. She allowed the rocking of the boat to lull her to sleep. She knew this would be a very long ride. She would have a long time to deliberate her options, or even just where the final destination would be, but sleeping would hopefully give her the energy she needed to fight whatever was coming her way.
A few hours later, there was a loud knock at the door. Ilse awoke, startled. The door opened anyway, and the light revealed a Yildirim in uniform. He was stern, stiff, and straight in posture. He looked over her, as if he was mechanical. The captain orders your immediate arrival to his quarters, he said. Without her further consent, two other guards came and grabbed her by the arms and led her out. She tried to refuse and shrieked loudly. She suddenly thought, What if Althod is the captain? Let me go! Let me go! She cried. The captain wouldn't want you to be late, the guard bellowed as he turned on his heel and followed the guards and prisoner from behind.